Welcome to the Confident Feminine Body Podcast, a place of healing and transformation in your relationship with your body, food, and fitness. I'm your host, Elizabeth Marbury. I'm an intuitive healer and coach and founder of our Confident Feminine Body Program, where I help women build their self-worth from the inside out, free their voice, and love the sexy skin they're in without diets, deprivation, and self-sacrifice. Think of this podcast as your empowering and fun self-love guide, where you'll get real-time advice and tangible tools as we navigate this body and food freedom journey together. Let's dive in. Hello, everybody. Yay. We are so excited to be here with you guys today. We have a super special guest here with us today. Jenny Siegel is here and she's going to be sharing with us her inspiring story. I know it's going to fill you up, fill your heart. And I'm going to formally introduce her and kind of tell you also about how I met Jenny. She is a producer for Altitude Sports in Denver, Colorado, and she is currently producing the Fantasy Football Hour, a nationally syndicated show that is seen coast to coast. Let's talk sports with Vic Lombardi, Colorado Rapids games, Colorado Mammoth games, and various sporting events for the University of Denver. Jenny was paralyzed at nine months of age from transverse myelitis. And she is an incomplete C4, C5 quadriplegic and uses her electric wheelchair for her daily mobility. Jenny was the first child in the state of Colorado to get an electric wheelchair when she was just two years old. She was originally paralyzed from the neck down, but has regained partial use of her upper body after many years of physical and occupational therapy. She was also Miss Wheelchair Colorado in 2004. She loves public speaking, lucky for us, and she is a disability advocate. So Jenny, thank you so much for being here. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Absolutely, thank you for having me, I'm excited. Yay, it's gonna be great. And Jenny and I met because I have a studio, a dance studio in Denver, and she actually came in because we were filming a yoga segment for let's talk sports with Vic Lombardi. And I got to film with her and it was so fun. So that's when we first originally connected and just right away, we were kind of connecting and and we kind of stayed connected on social media. And then I reached out to her to learn more about her story. And so she could share it with us today. So yes, I'm so excited. I can't wait. This is going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be so much fun. So so much to talk about today. So let's start at the beginning. And if you can tell us your story about when you were nine months old and when you had your injury to your body or what happened to you to that caused your disability. Absolutely. Well, I was paralyzed at nine months of age from transverse myelitis, and that's a very rare disease. So basically what it is, is I had the flu and my antibodies within my body that was fighting the flu illness out of my body actually mistook my spinal cord and gave me a C4, C5 spinal cord injury, which does make me a quadriplegic. And it was a really interesting time. Uh, I guess I'm very grateful that I don't remember much of it. I actually don't remember much of it at all, but I always, you know, hear stories from my family kind of discussing that day and that morning, my mom had me at the pediatricians just because it was the first time I was ever really sick as a baby. And 
uh, she took me into the pediatrician's office and he just said, you know, this is a standard case of the flu, just keep an eye on her. And if there's any issues, just let us know. So uh, we went back home. My mom put me down for an afternoon nap. And when I woke up from my nap, she noticed that I had a really weak cry. But, you know, I wasn't feeling well, so she wasn't, you know, getting too concerned yet. But she asked my sister, I have a sister that's 21 months older than I. Hey, Sham, go play with Jenny for a little bit. I need to finish. I think she was doing her Bible study at the time. And um, she wanted to finish doing that, but I just wouldn't stop crying. And that really wasn't normal for me. So when my mom came to uh, see what was going on, she sat me on the floor and I couldn't lift my body up over my legs. And at this point, I was already, you know, standing up, holding onto furniture, looking out the front door, and my body was literally rapidly being paralyzed. Um, and my mom honestly still didn't know what was going on. She put a call into the doctor. She hadn't heard back yet. So she finally just called my dad and said, Rob, I don't know what's wrong, but I'm taking Jenny to the hospital. Um, we need to get her seen. And we had to go to the university hospital because at that point, my parents didn't have insurance. So we went to the university hospital and they wouldn't see me. They wouldn't see me. They wouldn't see me. And eventually my mom was like, if you guys don't see this baby, she's going to die because she could just feel me getting limper and limper in her arms. And literally I was being paralyzed um, from the neck down. So what happened is that night I was intubated, which means I was put on a ventilator. Um, there was no beds at the university hospital for me. So they transported me to Children's Hospital and I was basically there for the next, I think, three, four months. Um, and that's where we kind of learned what was going on. And it took doctors over two weeks to even diagnose me because it was such a rare virus. I mean, they were asking, you know, did I get into poison? Was I abused? Was there anything that could have caused this problem because it was just so out of the blue. And what it came down to is it was transverse myelitis. So originally I was paralyzed from my neck down, which all I could do was move my head. That's all I could do. I had no upper body strength. I couldn't move my hands. I couldn't move my arms. I couldn't uh, do anything. And it was also the biggest, scariest part for me is it was um, paralyzing my diaphragm. So I was having a very hard time breathing because it was being paralyzed. And so that's why I was on a ventilator. They almost had to put me on a tracheotomy, but I had such wonderful doctors and, you know, my parents fought so hard. And my mom said, listen, unless you're telling me that this is going to make it or break it for Jenny, I don't want her to have this. And I'm just so blessed that my mom and my family and my doctors were that strong for me and that much of an advocate for me because I was, I was too young to advocate for myself. So I'm very grateful for those decisions because um, that not only helped me get off to a good start, but it also helped me continue to do my best to get better. Wow. And that is so crazy how quickly it started attacking your system. Like it was like overnight, you went from being able to walk and pull yourself up on furniture to being totally limp. And it was like, your body was just attacking itself. That is just Wow. And your mama must be the biggest warrior ever because I'm a mama. I have two kids and like you telling that story as a mom, I'm just getting goosebumps. I know that she has been a really huge advocate for you in your life. And can you share more about what was it like? Because as you know, this happened to you when you were a baby. So all you've ever known is life in a wheelchair. And so can you share with us you know, what was that like for you navigating life in a wheelchair, life, you know, with the, the disability that you had or continue to have? 
Yeah, no, I, I, that's where I feel like I am very blessed, honestly, because I, I, I didn't know the other side. I didn't know what it was like to walk and run and to do those things. So I, I feel blessed in that respect that I never technically had anything taken away from me from what I know. This was the only life that I've ever known. And yeah, I mean, my mom, my, my dad was working all the time. So my mom was the one that was with me a lot of the time. And she was the one that, you know, again, when I was too little to make the decisions for myself, she was like, no, Jenny, this is what we're doing. You know, they said, if I wanted to come home from the hospital, I had to eat. And my mom was like, all right, you're going to eat, kid, if you're going to come home. You know, it was these choices that she was making for me at that point. And then as I got, you know, older to know what I wanted, you know, it was, we were always on the same page because the way I was raised was, you know, no one's going to feel sorry for you, Jenny. You know, this is, these were the cards you were dealt but this is the life you're going to live now and we'll figure out how it's going to be the best life for you. You know, and I was never treated differently. I was never, um, you know, things were never given to me or made easy just because I was in a wheelchair, you know, like when we were, kids and my sister would be doing chores. Oh yeah, I have my own chores to do too. You know, while she was doing laundry, I had to feather dust and help her fold the washcloths. I mean, I always had responsibilities and, you know, I think that really helped me because it was never like, oh, this is, this is owed to me or things need to be given to me because it was never that way. And I went, um, I was mainstreamed in school all the way from kindergarten all the way through um, high school. Though there were off and on, you know, kids with disabilities that uh, I went to school with, but most of the time I, I was, um, kind of the one, you know, I was the only one. And, but, but I think that really helped me because I grew up around the same people. You know, I grew up with the same neighborhood kids and I was very close with my sister and she's only 21 months older than I. So we were always together, you know, and people just, I, I think a lot of it is my attitude and the way I just go about living life that this is my life and this is what I'm going to do. And I think that's why I've always been able to, you know, Luckily, I didn't have to deal with a lot of bullying or anything like that, just because I always had such great people in my life. And, you know, one of the girls that we met when we were six years old, she's one of my best friends to this day. You know, it's people that have just stayed in my life. And I think that's why things have went, you know, so well for me, because not only was I accepting of who I was, but people were also as accepting as who I was because I never acted any differently. It was just like, this is it. Like when my friends were outside skateboarding and riding their bikes, I was just out there with them and they were pulling me, I was pulling them along with my electric wheelchair. You know, we just always found ways for me to just be involved. And that's just what we did, whether it was, uh, you know, school or sports or whatever the case may be. It was just like, all right, well, you might not be able to do it the quote unquote normal way, but we'll still figure this out. And that is so incredible. And what I'm hearing you say is that there's this really deep level of acceptance and that it was easier for you to accept yourself and your situation because of the, your environment. So what I want to talk about is if there's someone watching this, if there's someone listening that struggles with accepting their body, struggles with accepting where they're at or the cards that were dealt to them, what, whether that is a disability or not, you know, so many people struggle with feeling good in their bodies or feeling, feeling confident in who they are. And I think that's something that really comes through whenever I talk to you is you are just so like, this is me here I am. And you are just like fully embodying you you know, you, you are just like glowing. So as, as someone who is seeing this and they're like, wow, like I want that. I want to accept myself. Like, what would you tell them? 
you know, I, I think it's just, it, it's, it's all about how you feel about yourself. And the first thing you need to do is try to get confident with yourself. Because once you are confident with yourself, then I think you can, you know, make really good decisions for yourself. And if you're confident, I think you're more comfortable in groups, you're more comfortable just in life in general. And again, you know, it, it's always just been, this is just me. And this is just the life that I've always lived. And it's also about, you know, making the most of the opportunities that's presented to you. You know, I would, people often ask me if, if I would change my situation, you know, Jenny, if you had the chance, would you change, would, would you change that you had a disability? And I could 100% honest to goodness say no, just because I've, I've had such an extraordinary life and I've got to do such wonderful things. And I would say a lot of that is because of me being, you know, disabled because of the people that I got to meet and the opportunities that I was given. And if I didn't take advantage of those opportunities, I don't think I would have such great of an attitude either because it just opened up so many doors for me and it just opened my eyes. So I would say one of the biggest things is be comfortable with who you are and then, you know, take advantages of those opportunities because whether they seem little or small, you never know what it's going to do for you. You never know what it's going to open, what doors are going to open or what experiences one might lead to the other. So it's just all about believing in yourself and then taking advantage of what's, of what's in front of you. Wow. Yeah. That is so powerful too. Cause I think it's hard sometimes, you know, to see an opportunity and to take that step and to, and to trust yourself. And especially when it feels scary or it feels out of your comfort zone to just throw yourself in the deep end. And so I totally agree with you. I think it's taking action. It's taking step by step of moving toward what you are seeking in your life. And in terms of, you know, seeing Jenny and how she offers, seeing you and how you operate in this world, it is, it's so interesting because it's so obvious that you are connected to you, right? So some of us are, it's, you know, we live in this world where we're constantly seeking that external validation from others, like to know that we're okay and that we're beautiful and that we're good enough and that we're desirable and that we're lovable and we're doing a good job. And not that we don't need that, right? Like your family was extremely supportive. Your community was extremely supportive and that is a blessing for sure. And that's important, but what it, what it dials down to though, is that that sense of self-worth and self-confidence can only be found from within. And Jenny, I also feel like, you know, while you had all of these incredible people around you, cheering you on, rooting for you, you know, fighting for you, like you had to have that in yourself to get to this point where you're at, where you are the super successful producer, you're building this public speaking life for yourself. Like you are such a successful person and that can't be given to you. And it's not because you're in a wheelchair. It's not, it's not because of any of these other external situations. It's because you are so deeply rooted in who you are. And I'm just so curious, like, do you feel like that was just always kind of in your heart, like this, this centered sense? Or do you feel like it was something that you've been really mindful to um, cultivate and, and nourish and feed or, or how, how did, how did this occur? Well, I, I think a lot of it is just, I mean, uh, definitely from the beginning is, is how I was raised, you know, that, uh, you know, Jenny, 
you can do whatever you want to do, but, but you have to work for it. You have to do it, you know, and, and, and that's a big part of it. And, you know, I've always just, I've kind of just always been a fighter with a motivated attitude. You know, I, I always wanted more, whether it was at school or whether it was with friends or whether it was when it came career time, you know, I always wanted more. And the, the big thing for me is I always wanted people to see Jenny. I never wanted people to see Jenny in a wheelchair because I never wanted, and then this is 100% true to this day, I never want anything special done for me. I never want anything given to me. I want to work for everything that I have. And so I think that's a lot of it. And I've always had to work, I guess you could say, a little bit harder than the quote unquote average person just to be able to get where I am. You know, going off to college was not just a normal kid packing up and going off to college. You know, I went to a school where not a lot of people that I went to high school with went there. I mean, I was semi starting fresh and I was kind of that was that was probably one of the biggest adventures that I did on my own, you know, early on in life. And it, it was always and I always wanted more, you know, it wasn't just like, great, I got a good grade point average, but no, now I want to, you know, get involved in extracurriculars and I want to start working towards my career. And, you know, like I said, the main thing for me is I, I just always, I just want to be a hard worker and I just want to be successful and I just want to achieve the goals that I, that I set for myself. And I'm always trying to go a little bit further, you know, like even with the pandemic, everybody's life changed, obviously, everything completely changed. And uh, my duties at work completely changed, everything changed. But in that same token, I was like, you know what, this is a time for me, this is a time where I can start, you know, advancing some of these personal goals that I've always wanted now that I have a little bit of time on my hands, you know, so it's just always about going after what you see that's important for you. And the, the biggest compliments that I get um, are like from coworkers, like, dang, Jenny, like after a while, I don't even think of you as being in a wheelchair. You're just Jenny. And, and that means so much to me because that's what I want. I just want my successes to be because of Jenny, not be because Jenny is in a wheelchair. That is so powerful. That is so, so powerful. And I think it also highlights this, this idea that I think all of us seek to be seen and witnessed and loved for who we not what we look like, you know, (laughs) like, I think, I think that's the trap that we get into as a society is, is we're all chasing this, like, you know, as women, it's like, we're not supposed to age and we're not supposed to get wrinkles and we're not supposed to have cellulite and we're supposed to tighten everything up. And I mean, it's like this, this chase. And it's like, what if, what if we let go of that? you know, what are we afraid of? We're afraid that people aren't going to accept us, that they're not going to love us for who we are. And the truth is all anyone who is worth keeping in your life is going to love you when you're in your sweatpants and you don't have your makeup on and your hair is like a mess. And right. And it's not to say like, clearly if you're watching this video or if you've seen pictures of me, I love makeup. So it's not like, I'm like, I love my, my black eyeliner. So I'm not saying you can't do whatever you want to do to make yourself feel beautiful, but just Jenny and, and you saying like, I don't want to be, I don't want to be known as like the girl in the wheelchair, or I don't want to be remembered for my disability. I want to be remembered for how freaking phenomenal of a person and soul and spirit that I am. And I think that is so relatable because what if, like how I kind of take this into my interactions with my friends and the people I connect with is I'm always like, what if we didn't talk about our appearance? What if we didn't talk about our, the external? And what if like, we really just talked about how are you? Like, how are you feeling today? How are you feeling in your body? Like how, like, what do you, what's going on with your career? Where do you want to go? And I feel like 
I know that as I'm kind of evolving on my journey, I am so not interested in the circles of like, let's gossip and talk about other people or let's criticize other people. And it's actually really interesting, Jenny, too, as a mother with a four-year-old and seven-year-old, one of the things, cause I've been really thinking, you know, I struggled a lot with, with hating my body and disordered eating and just feeling like my, my happiness was always in like a smaller body or thinner thighs or a smaller butt or whatever, you know, we tell ourselves. Right. And so in having a little girl, I've done a lot of work on myself to heal myself. So I will not pass. So she will not inherit that energy from me. But part of what we've been doing, which I think really applies to this conversation is we, we tell our children that we do not talk about other people's bodies. We just don't talk about the shape of other people's bodies because life is about more than the shape of your body. It just is right. Like, are you catching, like, are you catching this? Like, do you agree? Well, yeah, no, I, I totally get it. And you know, is it sometimes, is it, do I wish, you know, that, you know, Luckily, I've stayed petite most of my life, so I'm not too concerned about, you know, getting, you know, overweight or things of that nature. But but there are things about, you know, about me being a wheelchair where I'm like, dang, I wish my feet were cuter or dang, I wish, you know, this, that or the other. But 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 then again, I, I, I kind of get past that, though, too, because it's just like it's just me. And that's how it's always been is it's just me. And I just feel so blessed because of, you know, the people I've been around and like my niece and nephew, you know, that they're 14 and 12 and they could be very judgmental, you know, they're kiddos and that's, that's just what happens. But I get to have such a great relationship with them. And again, it's, it's just all about, you know, just trying to just, 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 trying to be happy with you, you know, and if there isn't something that you're somewhat not happy with, you know, then you, you, you do the things that make you happy to get those things better, you know, and, but it only should matter to you. It should only matter to you, the things you want to change and the things that you want to make better, whether it's your appearance, whether it's your career, whether it's this, that, or the other, you know, it's just got to be about what you want. And like you were saying, you, you don't, you're, you're telling your kiddos, don't, don't judge people by their appearance. You, you know, and, and you shouldn't judge yourself that way. And it's just all about who you are and what you have and what, what else you want. You know, those are the things that should matter. Yeah, absolutely. Like what brightens you. And, and so you are so established in like the sports journalism world. And can you share a little bit with us about like how you transitioned or like, did you always know you wanted to be in sports journalism and tell us how you even broke into the industry? Cause you work with some really big names. I, I do. And I'm, and I'm very blessed. I mean, I, I love my job. I couldn't ask, I couldn't ask for a better job. And that's my honest to goodness answer. But uh, growing up, I always, I wanted to be a doctor, you know, cause I was around the medical world so much and people had done so much for me. And I was like, you know what, that's what I want. I want to give back to people because people took, you know, took such good care of me and they, they, they really, you know, they changed my life. And I would like to do that for other people. Um, but as I really did start to get older, I noticed, you know, my hands don't work as good as a quote unquote normal person's would. So maybe that's not the best, you know, avenue for me, but I've always loved sports. I've always loved sports. Sports have been my thing since I was four years old. I mean, I remember every Sunday I'd be sitting on the couch with my dad watching Bronco games. And it wasn't just about, you know, yeah, I'm watching the game with dad. Like I'd be like, Hey dad, did you see that pass? And did you see this? And what about this guy? And did you hear about that trade? Like, I mean, it was like real discussions. It wasn't just like, yeah, go Broncos. They scored, you know, it was always, I, I just loved sports. And when I was in high school, um, the one thing that mattered to me is I just wanted to get a letter jacket. 
I didn't care how I got it. It didn't matter to me. I just wanted one of those things. And so I was walking down the hall one day and saw a sign for a meeting for our girls basketball team. And again, I've always loved sports. I could play some, but always not to the level that I would like to play them at. So I went to that meeting and I talked to the coaches afterwards. And I was like, obviously, I know I can't play for you guys, but do you need like a manager or an assistant? And they're like, yeah, I think that's something that we could do. And that was honestly probably the best choice I ever made because the way not only those coaches brought me in, but, but the girls, I mean, I felt like I was every bit about that, every bit, a piece of that team as they were, whether it was the star point guard, whether it was, you know, our star forward, it didn't matter. You know, I played as big of a role on that team as anybody. And that, that meant the world to me. I mean, my, one of my coaches, uh, we had to get bust for our away games and he told the school district, well, we're not going without Jenny. If you don't get us an accessible bus, then we're not traveling. Like Jenny is our team and she travels with us. And so to just knowing that one, I could be very accepted by that quote unquote group of people. Cause sometimes those are people that are, you know that you might see as somebody with a higher standard or, you know, look at, you know look at how popular this athlete is or, you know this, that or the other. And I was always very welcomed into that environment. And that, so that opened my eyes that, you know what I could do something with sports even though I can't play them. And then I started writing for our school newspaper and I was on our yearbook staff. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to go, I'm going to go to college and I'm going to get my journalism degree. And so that's what I did. I went to UNC and I got my bachelor's in journalism and mass communications with an emphasis in telecommunications. And then I have a minor in speech and did a couple of internships when I was in high, uh, when I was in college. I, I uh, interned over at Nine News, and I got to meet some wonderful people there. And that was probably one of my best experiences because, again, you know, I was so accepted into this environment, and I was able to go to Broncos training camp, and I was able to go to these places that was like a dream for me. And it was just so accepting. And I originally wanted to be the one on camera. I wanted to be the one delivering, you know, the headlines and telling you the stories. That's what I originally wanted to do. Um, but long story short, when I graduated from college, I won the title of Miss Wheelchair Colorado. So I took a year off from, you know, the career field because I had just graduated from college, but I still wanted to stay active. So I took on another internship at WB2 News. And then I got to know because Altitude TV just launched the same year I graduated from college back in 2004. And I was at an event where we were actually trying to fundraise uh, for some of my funds to give me to Miss Wheelchair America, the Nationals. And that's when I met Matt Hutchings, who was the CEO of Altitude. And he and I just kind of kept in touch off and on. And um, one day I literally got a call out of nowhere that uh, they had an internship for me if I wanted it. They're like, Jenny, we have an internship. It's not a paid job, but we, we want you to, you know, try to get started with us. And I thought to myself, I was like, I don't want a third internship, you know, like I want to start making money. I want to move out of mom and dad's house. Like I'm ready to, to, to get this show on the road basically, you know, and, but, but, but thank goodness I didn't let that, you know, I didn't, I didn't let my stubbornness get in the way, I guess you would say. And I took the internship and fast forward 12 months, they hired me on full-time. And then I just started uh, when they brought me on full-time, they wanted me to produce. And I, I've never produced in my life. I was like, hmm this could be interesting, but it, it actually went really well. I was able, again, I've loved the Broncos since day one. And that's one of the first shows that I got to produce, which was called the Pro Football Summit. And I was able to produce it with the likes of Dave Logan and Ed McCaffrey and Mark Jackson, and, you know, Victor Rogers, which are, you know, big names, not only in Colorado, but they're also NFL names too. So I was just like, dang, this is all coming full circle. This is really cool. And, you know, to this day, now I get to, uh, when, we don't have the pandemic going on. Um, I get to produce for Vic Lombardi, who's who's one of the kindest people I've ever met. Vic is just such a good human being. And Ryan Harris, who you and I have that connection with. That's how we 
that's how we met. You know, I, I get to meet these wonderful people who all the time are just like, yeah, you're just Jenny. You're just Jenny. And, and I couldn't ask for anything more. Oh my gosh, Jenny, your story is so inspiring. And like, just how you, you have a, such a high drive and you just push and you're not afraid to get your feet dirty, do the work, put in your time and that you were just, you had your eye on the prize and you're like, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. I'm doing this internship. And yeah, it's so interesting. Like, like when you said another internship, I totally had that thought of like, come on, let's give this girl a job. Let's pay this girl, you know, mm-hmm. but like the fact that you were, you said, okay, I got to just let's, let's keep this going. And, and what I would call that is that you trusted, you trusted in the process, you trusted yourself and you were just like, this is it. This is the game I'm playing. And wow, that is so inspiring. And it's so funny. Every time you just, every time you say, I'm, I'm just Jenny, I want to be like, I'm just Jenny from the block. (laughs) That's so funny. People at work will actually, they called me JFTC because we have cubes before I got my office. So they would call me Jenny from the cube. So, so, so my, like they would literally call me JFTC, JFTC. So that, that's actually, yeah. It's like, we need like, we need like a beat. You're like, I'm just Jenny. I'm just, I'm not a good singer. So I will stop singing. Uh, you don't I will not try to, to rap. No, I, I'm with you there. You don't want me to go there. Yeah. Okay. So I want to know, cause like, this is all so positive and so inspiring and that's great. And I want to know from you, if you've ever had someone, you know, I know that we have talked about this before where people have come talk to you and said like, Oh, your situation's so unfortunate, you know, or, Oh, or maybe they don't say, I feel bad for you, but it's kind of like that energy. And I actually, when I, when I talked to you a few weeks ago, I didn't, I, I definitely didn't have that frame of questioning, but my question was more around, did you ever feel like anger at your body in the sense of like, feeling like your body had like betrayed you because that's something that comes up in my work with women where whatever it is, whatever they're struggling with, whether that is disease or anything else, they do feel like their body betrayed them and that they're almost like angry at their body. And so will you share kind of your response to those, those inquiries? You know, I, I, I never, I've never felt angry, but, but again, I think it's because I never knew what it was like before. If I knew what it was like before, I think I would, I, I really do think I'd have a different attitude because I, I am so active and I think I would have been playing every sport out there and I would have been doing, you know, different things than what I'm doing with my life now. And so it, it's hard for me to say, um, I, I think my situation would be totally different if I knew what it was like before. So, so no, I, I'm not angry with my body. You know, as, as I get older, there are things that, you know, as you get older, everything gets a little bit harder, but also, you know, because I'm in a wheelchair, I need to, to do even more to take care of my body, you know, more stretching, more therapy, more this, more that. And I'm not always, I, those are things I need to get better with because I'm so busy that sometimes I'm like, oh, I, I can overlook that. But, but that's like you guys, you can't overlook, you know, going to the gym or how you like to go on your walks every day. Like there's those physical movements that people need to do. And, that, and that's what I need to get better about, you know, but I, I, I've never been angry about my situation just because it, it's never gotten in my way. Um, but I think a lot of that, again, like I've said in the past, one, it was the way I was raised and then it was just taken from there, you know, but, and when people do say it's an unfortunate thing, you know, I can honestly say, no, I, I don't think it's an unfortunate thing because I've been able to do so much with my life and I've been able to do more than I ever thought I'd be able to do. And a lot of that is because of me, because of what I, you know, my drive and what I want, but, but some opportunities 
did come up because of me being in a wheelchair. And so it, it, it wouldn't be anything that I have, you know, regretted or have been upset about, you know, everybody has their moments, but you know, it's the, 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 this, this, again, this is the life that I, that I was given. So either I can do my best to enjoy it, or I can just be an upset, you know, person all the time, which that's not good for anybody because it's not good for me. And it's not good for people, you know, around me either. And that's why I want to have such a good attitude and always be so spirited because I want to attract those type of people in my life too, you know, and if I'm around those right types of people, that helps a lot too. I totally agree with that. It's like you magnetize the, the similar people to you, the people who have drive, who are positive, who have a positive outlook and so it's interesting in terms of your positive outlook, do you feel like you have to be intentional with that? Like, do you, like, is there a conversation that goes on in Jenny's head of like, okay, this limiting belief comes up or I'm criticizing this, or I wish this. And then like you, and then you observe that and then you're intentionally, okay, no, this is what, like, I would love for you to give us some insight uh, as to how you process that right? And how, what your limiting beliefs are like, or what your inner voice, inner critic is like, and how you navigate that. I, I don't think I've, I've ever been down or I've ever had to deal with a lot of that, which, which I'm very, very grateful for. But, but there are times when, you know, like when I first started at Altitude, I wanted to prove that, you know, I'm just Jenny. So sometimes, you know, I, I do need to ask for help if I drop something on the floor or if there's some, you know, just little things. But, but I always like, I just always wanted to prove myself, you know, and if it took me a little bit more that, and that, that's what I have to tell myself, you know, this might take a few extra minutes, but you know what, Jenny, you're going to do it by yourself and you're going to get this done. And then that way it shows how independent and I am and the things that I can do on my own and that way people don't think well is Jenny going to need help all the time or how can we you know how can we how can we make this work for Jenny well no I want to I'll make it work for Jenny I'll figure out what that is to make it work for Jenny so sometimes you have to get creative and you know something that might take literally two minutes for say you to do like when I get to work and I have to go to my office and open my door and turn on my light and take my laptop out of my case and put my water bottle on my desk. I mean, that means that seems like such, you know, small, minute tasks, but that might make, that might take me 10 minutes to do, but I want to do it because I want to do it myself because I want to prove that I can do these things by myself and that I can be independent. And you know what, when I'm assigned to do something, that's what's awesome is my bosses don't think twice. They're not like, well, is this something Jenny can handle? You know, they're just like, hey, Jenny, we need you to do this. You need to go to DU or Jenny, you got to go here. We need you here. And it's just about, I, I think sometimes I do want to prove myself even more just because of me being in a wheelchair. But once I get comfortable with the people around me, then it's not, it's not as much. And like, you know, I'll get people will joke around with me all the time. Like, Jenny, it is okay to ask for help. And I think that's one thing that I could probably get better about is I don't like to ask for help. You know, if it takes me however long to do it myself, I'll do it myself and I won't ask for help, you know? And so that's something that I could probably, you know, maybe get a little bit better about that. You know, it, it is okay, Jenny, it is okay to ask for help sometimes. And that's something that uh, I, I could probably work on because one, I am very stubborn. And two, it's just because I, I have, I feel like I have an image that I need to withhold, you know? And so it's like, yep, I got it. Yep, I got it. Yep, I can do it. Yep, I got it, you know? And when I was, you know, uh, right before we were able to get vaccinated, they wanted my, you know, work wanted me to go over to uh, DU and produce some events. And I had to, I had to tell my boss that, you know, until I get vaccinated, this is really something that I can't do. And 
I, I hate saying that there are things that I can't do. I literally cried when I was talking to my boss and I'm not a crier by any stretch, but I was just like, this sucks because I'm having to tell you no. And it's because of my situation. This is one time where I have to say no because of my situation. And so that, that, that I guess long answer to your question is I need to get better about this is my situation. And if people care about me enough and if people understand my situation enough, then they're going to get it. And as soon as I told my boss that he's like, yeah, Jenny, no problem. Like, I don't even know why we sent you there to begin with. Like they, they almost felt bad that they sent me. And I was like, well, no, you guys didn't know because I don't say something. You know, that the, there's things that, so, so those are things that I need to get better about myself is there, it is okay that there are things that sometimes I can't do, even though I don't like to say that I can't do it. Yeah. And that makes so much sense. I mean, what I'm hearing is like, there's, there's a beautiful side to this, right? The beautiful side is that you are so ambitious. You are this bright light. You've accomplished so much. And the dark side is that it's hard for you to accept help. It's hard for you to slow down. It's hard for you to take that time to nurture yourself. And actually that's what I was going to ask you is like, you clearly are a hustler. You're like, I'm doing this. I'm so independent. And I, and I, and that makes so much sense that you would feel, especially to your point in new situations where you're like, Oh no, I, I want everyone to know that I've got this. I don't need to be babied. I don't need them to do things for me. I've got this. And it makes so much sense that you would kind of almost overcompensate to kind of be like, Oh no, I got this. Don't worry about me. Don't worry about me. Don't worry about me. But it's almost like, so Yes. Learning how to ask for help. I think everybody can relate to that because I know I so relate to that. I'm, I'm a very, very independent person. And in the last couple years, I've really leaned into asking for more support and more support and a higher level of support and a higher level of support. And what I have discovered is the more that you're able to do that, you actually can serve at your higher level because you're not like burning yourself out and you're not like constantly hustling. And so what I want to ask of you, because I think so many people are watching this and listening and they're thinking, Oh my gosh, I'm the same way. It's like, it's hard for me to accept help. It's hard for me to slow down and do the stretching that you, that you said you need to do. And, and I, you know, the self-care, the, the nurturing of, of you, of your vessel, right? So Jenny, I want to challenge you today. What could you do that would be nourishing for you? That would feel really good that maybe it's something you've been putting off, but you're like, okay, I want to, I want to recommit to doing this for myself. Absolutely. And one of those things are, is because right before COVID happened, I was finally getting to a place where I felt like I could work going back into physical therapy into my, into my every week schedule, you know, couldn't go every day because of my crazy work schedule. Cause you know, sports don't stop. You work days, you work nights, you work weekends. So my schedule was very, very crazy. Um, it still was, but once the pandemic hit, I couldn't even go into therapy anymore because of the close contact and, you know, everything like that. So one thing that I want to get better about is either getting back to now that I'll be vaccinated in the next three weeks, I can actually, yay, I can actually go back to therapy. And that's something that I need to do for myself is I need to, cause you know, my mom tells me, well, this is the only body you got Jenny. So if you don't take care of it, you're not going to be able to work. You're not going to be able to do the things that you love. So the first thing you got to do is take care of you. So I think that's going to be my biggest thing is I need to either 
whether it's going back to physical therapy to a facility or getting someone that, you know, can come to my house and help me with that, you know, one way or another, I need to get that back into my system, into my schedule and back into my routine. Cause I think if there's one thing that I am lacking, that's that, because I'm always worrying about, well, I got, I got to be at the shoot. I got to be doing this. I got to be on top of this. I, I can't be late for that, you know? And, but now I need to be like, you can take an hour, Jenny. You're okay. You can take an hour. It's okay. And you know what I call that, Jenny? I call that your non-negotiable. Your therapy is a non-negotiable. That is a part of your day. It's a part of your week. It is so cr- critical so that you are able to be exceptional in all of these areas that you are, are showing up in. So that is your non-negotiable. So I'm so excited for you to, to get back to that. And just, I mean, when you were like, Oh yeah, my mom tells me this all the time. I'm like, your mom is just on top of these things. I love your mom. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. She's sitting right here. So she's probably like, cool. Thanks, Elizabeth. Oh my gosh. Yes. Well, this was so amazing. I feel like we could go on and on. Um, but I want to respect your time and this was incredible. And if people want to learn more about you, they want to follow your journey, get to know you more, where can they find you? Uh, well, I just launched my uh, first professional website. It's jennysiegel.com. So that was launched last August. And I've been still kind of building it from there because, you know, I'm always going to be a producer. I'm always going to be, you know, working in sports. But my ultimate goal is to have a public speaking platform. And, and I've already started to develop that, you know, over the years. But it's, it's just something I'm very passionate about because I, I want to help people believe in themselves. So that's why I started my website is I want people to see that not, oh, look what this girl can do. It's more about, look what I could do. You know, if she did this, I could do this kind of thing. You know, it's not about, you know, tooting my horn. It's about that, you know, look at, if she can do this, I might be able to do this kind of thing. So my website is JennySiegel.com. Um, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram at J underscore Siegel. I'm on Twitter. I use Twitter more just for the news gathering side. I don't post a lot on Twitter, but I, I do do a lot with uh, Instagram and Facebook and then my website. You can contact me through my website as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I know that today I feel filled up with like Jenny is making me feel even a deeper sense of belief in myself. And I hope that everyone listening and watching is feeling that love and that energy and that juice to just go out there and embody you, like be unapologetically you and say yes to those opportunities to light you up and trust that you are on the right path. And then also getting clear on your non-negotiables so you can keep nourishing your light so you can serve others and continue to shine. Thank you, Jenny. Have a great rest of your day, everybody. I'm Elizabeth Marbury, and I want to thank you for listening and hanging out with me today. Join our free community of brave soul sisters who are crushing it on their journey to body love and food freedom by going to confidentfemininebodygroup.com. That's confidentfemininebodygroup.com. And be sure to download my free gift while you're there. I'd also love to hang out with you on social media. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Elizabeth Marbury. I am sending you so much love today and always. See you next time.